My name is Zach Moss. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hello, Governor. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. To all our listeners in Eugene, Oregon, Pacific Northwest, USA, and possibly a few places around the world, a big hearty welcome. My name is Andy Subasa-Field, and I am the city politics reporter at the Daily Emerald. I'm here with two students. I'm Thomas Tullis, and I'm a senior uh, studying political science and general social studies. Yeah, hey, and I'm Amy Shank. Um, I'm a junior, and I'm studying international studies in Arabic. No doubts. We're here to talk about the Oregon governor election, which is coming up in a month on November 8th. Now, some people will be like, hey, Andy, the governor's race is not as important as the presidential election. I've been following that one. I mean, the next president determines the fate of our country. It's very important. And this is why. The state governor will be kind of like the U.S. president in the sense that he or she will have the power to veto or block bills that the Oregon legislature pass. And those will be on issues directly affecting our lives as people living in Oregon. So the contenders are incumbent Democratic Governor Kate Brown, Republican Bud Pierce, and Independent Cliff Thomason. But the big thing about this election is one measure in particular that we will all vote on in November, which is Measure 97, a bill that will put a 2.5% tax on corporations earning more than $25 million in sales. The revenue that Oregon will get out of this is expected to be around $3 billion a year. So on Thursday's debate in Eugene, I got to see how polarizing Measure 97 is for the candidates. Democratic runner Kate Brown was for it, while Republican Bud Pierce and Independent Cliff Thomason were adamantly against it. They have different ideas about bringing some wealth to the state, which could alternatively be funneled towards education, I guess. Thomason wants to bring back a sales tax in Oregon, while Pierce wants to cut taxes, citing findings by the Legislative Revenue Office, which states that Measure 97 could eliminate 38,000 private sector jobs by 2022. The average family will pay $600 more in goods and services annually. Now, this measure hits pretty close to home here at University of Oregon since the revenue from taxing these 1,000 companies are going towards education. But at that, I would like to talk to my guests here. So, Thomas Tullis, who are you supporting in this governor's election? In the governor's election, I'm supporting Bud Pierce because... Uh, while I don't think he's the ideal candidate and I don't agree with him on everything or every statement that he's made, um, I think that he's uh, vastly better uh, than Kate Brown, and I think that he stands the best chance of defeating her. Cool, cool. So, what do you think about Measure 97? Uh, yeah, Measure 97 I think is even more important perhaps than the governor race because it's the largest tax increase. It would be the largest tax increase in, in Oregon history, and I think it would have devastating effects on uh, employment and on consumer activity. So the general consensus sort of uh, amongst economists in the state is that it would cause like a $600 tax increase per person after the corporations sort of push those increased tax costs down onto consumers through increased prices uh, and whatnot. So I don't want to spend $600 extra a year. And I think most people don't, which is why there's been such large opposition to it. Uh, right. So most of the um, newspapers in the state have opposed it and the Oregonian and the Registered Guard, uh, the editorial board for both of them oppose it. Um, and I just I mean, I'm, I'm against taxes in general. And I think that Measure 97 is while while it's sort of framed as a tax on corporations, it's more of a, a hidden sales tax. Um, and, and the way that it's designed as a, a, a tax on gross gross receipts. So it's, it's revenue instead of profit is just really bad policy. Um, so, because it hurts businesses that have a slim profit margin, rather than hurting businesses that 
um, are making a lot of money. So like from what I've read is like, yeah, you're right, there's about a thousand companies that would be affected, which isn't really that many. It, it, and, and they're they're trying to target it at large corporations. Um, but there's companies like Powell's Books. And like, I don't think most Oregonians would sort of frame that as like a large evil corporation. Um, but they have greater than $25 million in revenue and they have a really slim profit margin. Um, so then like a 2.5% tax on them, that could that could hurt them significantly. What would you, you know, how would you tell a college student to vote? Um, for Bud Pierce. I mean, the word around the street is, you know, Measure 97 could really, you know, help us as college students. Right. So they do. So the the, the yes on 97 campaign is sort of framing it as um, all of that increased revenue will go towards education, which isn't entirely true because it goes into the general fund and there's been very little um, accountability um, for, for the funds. So there's no real means for them to, to hold those funds accountable to education. And the general idea, right, is that we're going to be facing this budget deficit. Uh, and the budget deficit is l- largely caused by the PERS system, which is the, the public uh, employee retirement system. Because um, Oregon's the only state that has a public employee retirement system in which um, those employees don't pay out of their paycheck a, a portion of their pension, right? So now we're, we're stuck with like this like $20 billion liability. Um, so it's definitely true that there's going to be this massive deficit and Measure 97 sort of acts as like a bailout of that. And you could frame that as education spending because it's going to, uh, you know, like retire teachers, for example. Um, but but unless we have uh, reform of the, of the PERS system, which Kate Brown opposed, by the way, um, unless we reform that system, then this liability is just going to keep growing. And even even 90, Measure 97, all of that money will be funneled in, into this totally out of control PERS spending system. Um, I think that the numbers that they say is like something like in less than 10 years, it's like by 2020, uh, 30% of the education spending in Oregon, 30% of every school's uh, payroll will, will be going towards retirees and not current teaching teachers, right? So like we, we should be paying current teachers, but this, this huge unfunded liability, because we're not taking a portion of the paycheck and putting it into teachers' pension funds, which we should be doing, which is what every single other state does and it's what every private pension system does, is you pay into your own 401k system. Uh, but that's not what we're doing. So I, I'm much more in support of reforming the PERS system rather than just bailing it out through what's essentially a hidden sales tax. Um, so Amy, why are you in favor of um, Kate Brown? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, my just like personal experience, Kate Brown just had uh, good experiences with her. I don't really know more about that just because I really haven't made up my mind yet and like voting for specific candidates. But I'd love to talk more about Measure 97. Okay, so Measure 97. Yeah. um, So I support personally Measure 97. Um, I first got involved actually through a friend that happened to like know about it. And I was like, oh, what is what is this measure? I was actually studying abroad in Oxford this last term. So um, I was like kind of out of the know on like local politics. So I got some more information surrounding both sides of the argument. And I found Measure 97 to be the best option for creating a better Oregon. Um, Measure 97 is looking to tax the highest corporations in Oregon that have not been paying their fair share for years now. Um, 2013, for instance, over 500 corporations did not pay any state taxes at all, like Comcast, Monsanto. Um, you know, at the same time this has been happening, we've had our schools drop to the fourth lowest graduation rate. Um, we've had our Social Security, uh, for instance, not Social Security, sorry, Senior Services, about 
every third of retired like seniors retire into poverty. And then, for instance, we have um, health care of over about 150,000 people in Oregon still can't afford health care. And this is a big issue. Um, this affects a lot of our vital services here in Oregon. Um, so Measure 97 is looking to fix this, fix to correct these problems with providing for our citizens here and providing for a better, better Oregon in the future. Um, I know I'm a teacher part time up in Portland with refugees, and um, we see large class sizes even during the, the summer session. Um, and that's really disheartening to see because the students aren't getting one-on-one -on -one personal time and they're not exceeding and we can't really do that one-on-one -on -one relationship to help them succeed through the school system. Um, so this funding that we've gained from this measure, specifically $6 billion every um, biannually, um, would help to support those services and really create um, the better organ I think that we all need. Now, out of our budget, only 7% of that is from the state. Um, how would this Measure 97, what would that mean for us as college students? Oh, yeah. So for the 7% for the University of Oregon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of stuff to say in regards to tuition here at the University of Oregon campus. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the university is put on the backs of the students to fund this higher education institution. Um, that's kind of another conversation to have for later. But Measure 97 plays into this in regards to starting building that funding for our K-12 education, which is directly tied to our higher education here in Oregon. Um, that's, of course, if you're a higher education, um, if you're an Oregon student coming into the Oregon higher ed system, but also for out of state kind of helps out that cost. Um, so any type of revenue that we can get in to support these higher education institutions in Oregon, um, I believe is super vital to the prosperity of folks here. Um, I know different universities like OSU last year had a tuition increase. We have a bunch of SOU also had a tuition increase last year, as, as with us. Um, you specifics, you could probably check on their websites how much that was. Um, but this funding specifically going in to K-12 education would help those students achieve and then go to higher education. But ultimately, we're hoping those funds accumulate as they do throughout, you know, annually, biannually, um, and eventually roll over into funding more higher education here in Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Wait, can I respond to that then? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm just wondering, so do you not think that the increased revenue from Measure 97 will be used to sort of bail out the PERS liability? Um, I can't speak to the PERS liability. I don't want to speak to anything that I'm unaware of. Um, but all I know is that the revenue from this measure specifically is dedicated. It's going to be going straight to, it's written in the measure itself, going to healthcare, senior services, um, not social security, and education. But yeah, so I personally think like this money specifically is going to be going toward those programs, and the voters are going to hold um, our state government especially liable for that. Um, if the voters are voting for yes in Measure 97, they're going to want that money to go straight into those three vital services. Um, so directly speaking to PERS, maybe talking to somebody else regarding that, um, but I know for sure that the money um, will go to these vital services in general. Anything you want to add? I mean, yeah, it is true that like our K through 12 system is um, underfunded and probably more importantly, the funds are not spent properly. I think that we could spend yeah. the, the money a, a lot better than we currently do. Yeah. Um, but I agree that, you know, we can increase education funding, but I just think that measure 97 is bad policy. Um, I'm wondering, don't you think that a tax on corporate profit would be a better idea than taxing their overall revenue? Because then it hurts like, uh, like the hospitality industry, where, where they have a lot of um, expenses and it pushes them over $25 million in revenue, but they're really not making all that much money every year. Yeah, again, I don't want to speak to the specifics of the merger just because I am just a student supporting it. Um, and with my position itself, it's just kind of educating folks um, just about generally organizing. Um, so I definitely would stress, if Andy, if you want to reach out to more folks regarding that, that'd be great. Um, but all I know is, like you're saying, education, we have a problem in Oregon. We need to increase funding for it. And yes, there is a concern. Maybe would it affect some businesses here in Oregon um, that necessarily wouldn't uh, it would not be conducive to them being doing well. Um, overall, we've seen, though, these corporations in Oregon making $25 million over in sales 
um, can afford this small percentage increase. Again, it's only 2.5%. And actually, it's it's interesting to see that the No One 97 campaign is actually spending more money than they would be paying in taxes. So that's disheartening to see that you know, we have businesses in Oregon that are not looking to pay their fair share back into these services that could provide for their workers even, or their uh, workers' kids or um, their grandparents that are living in Oregon that can't afford income care. So that's something I keep in mind as well. So I talked to Bud Pierce a bit, and he said that he wants to get Oregon more wealthy. And once we get them more wealthy by not going for Measure 97, that's what he believes, we could then expect more funding towards the University of Oregon. Do you agree with that? Um, yeah, my, most of my support for Bud Pierce comes, uh, uh, is motivated by his opposition to Measure 97. Um, but yeah, I agree that um, when all of the economists have sort of uh, concluded that Measure 97 is, is this uh, hidden sales tax, one of them called it a sales tax on steroids. Um, and the idea is that it will hurt consumers and that it's actually regressive in the sense that um, people who don't make a lot of money will be hurt the worst, right? Because they'll be paying like $600. The estimation is $600 per person uh, per year in increased costs as, as businesses try and, and recoup the money that they're losing. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that the, the main con concern should be um, keeping money in, in consumers' pockets. Okay, what do you think, Amy? Yeah, I mean, I would just like to address the fact that folks would have to pay more. Um, there's been national... Economists, excuse my, just got out of every class. Um, just a national economist um, that are looking at this data and what Measure 97 would do. And um, we've looked at, I mean, economists leading in corporate, like looking at corporations and how they're making their money and things like that, have concluded that actually it wouldn't really be passing to the consumer as much. Is that the fact that that money specifically that we're gaining from Measure 97 would counteract, not counteract any sort of extra that you have to pay, would provide for those vital services. But they found that corporations set um, their like pricing on a national scale. So, for instance, Washington and California both have a higher um, corporate tax on us, obviously, because we have the lowest one in the nation. Um, and that's just something of really importance. We have the lowest tax in the nation, corporate tax in the nation. Um, but Washington and California both have similar or higher taxes than us, and we have similar pricing for a lot of commodities. So we also have to look at this, too, that the corporations, a lot of these corporations are setting their prices on a national standard. Um, you know, if their Apple wants to raise their prices on iPhones in Oregon, they're going to have to do so in different states. Um which a lot of folks are not going to be willing to do. So it's not a hidden sales tax at all. What we're looking at this tax is just taxing corporations that haven't been paying their fair share in Oregon taxes and bringing that revenue to really help out the vital services here. So yeah, uh, you all have any closing statements, Thomas? Yeah, sure. Um, I think that like um, corporations, you know, should be forced to pay their fair share, and we should be focused on closing corporate tax loopholes. But I think that the way that Measure Ninety Seven is designed, where it's it's taxing revenue. Um, like I mentioned Powell's books earlier, it's it's concerning because like Powell's books, they do over $25 million in sales every year, but their expenses are so, you know, they're selling a, a physical product, books, and, and their expenses are so heavy um, that they don't have a very strong profit margin and, and they really shouldn't be considered a large corporation. Um, but it it would hurt. Some people are, are speculating, right, that it could it could really hurt Powell's books significantly. Um, and, and other companies like that that have a, a slim profit margin. Um, but I do think that, that we should be concerned about education uh, spending and the PERS liability and whatnot. So Oregon does need to find a way to get their budget deficit under control. Okay, Amy, what about you? 
Yeah, um, I think it's vital that we are voting yes on Measure 97 this fall. Um, It's vital for a lot of respects that I talked about before, providing for those vital services here in Oregon. But legislation like this has not been on the board for a while now. And this is really a big election year that we can really make a huge change in Oregon, not only just for the students now, students as in K-12 currently and seniors, as well as, um, you know, people looking um, for, you know, obviously teachers as well. But in the future of Oregon, we're looking for the students. We're looking for the betterment of these schools. making sure that our students are graduating, they're not going hungry in college and things of that sort. So it's vital that this measure passes and then it's important to look at that these corporations have been in our state for a long time making money without giving back to the state. And that's that's a huge issue in regards to having not only taxpayers, you know, paying their fair share as well, like those who paid, you know, utilities bills are paying more than Comcast or Monsanto. But we have to look at that they have to pay their fair share back into the Oregon community. And this is a vital year that we may, that we have them do so. Um, so that's why I would stress the importance of voting yes or 97, um, especially as a college student. It's going to affect the future of Oregon higher ed. And um, working on tuition stuff already, it's important that we're fighting for students and we're making sure that students don't have to pay more. So all in all, is a lot of little things put together, but it's important to vote yes on Measure 97 this fall. Um, it's not, not something like comes up like this for years to come, and I don't think Oregon can, can wait more years to get more revenue for these vital services. All right. Thank you. That's a wrap. You've heard it here, folks. The University of Oregon Students Perspectives. I'm Andrew Field. You listen to the Emerald Podcast Network.